0: back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato
1: from MediaMonarchy.com. If this happens, you'll pay a very heavy price indeed. We've got that story pos- postponing pandemic meetings. But first, on this episode, 402 of New World Next Week. No, 403. <sighs> Time flies, James. <laughs> Pakistan, China, and Russia decide to conduct trade in local currencies, skipping dollars. The eight member countries of... The Shanghai Cooperation Organization, something we've talked about before, but maybe not in a little while, the SCO, including China, Russia, and Pakistan, have made the principal decision to conduct bilateral trade and investment and issue bonds in local and national currencies instead of U.S. dollars. As per details, a roadmap was to be signed and finalized at the SEO Finance Minister's meeting in Moscow back on March 18th. I could not find an update or link for that, James. I'll defer to you on that one. Russia, as chairman of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization, called for suggestions from all member states for trade and investment ideas in local currencies. Representatives from the finance ministries and central banks of China, India, Russia, Pakistan, Kyrgyzstan... Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, were all to attend this sort of final conference in Moscow. In addition to that, Iran, Afghanistan, Belarus, and Mongolia are observer countries who basically want to join the frat, James. But I think they, they have to go through more hazing. So again, this is we're not specifically about coronavirus, but everything is just sort of under that under that kind of dark umbrella, James. So back to the SCO.
0: Indeed. Um, so you're right. Uh, I was looking for updates to this story and something that's being reported after this meeting took place. I'm glad you found this this story because I think it's important. But yeah, I was looking for updates to it. The only thing I could find was something from a website called Tarifa, which I take to be a Rwandan news site. And I don't know how seriously to take this article. It's Russia-China plot against U.S. dollar and pound. And in it, they have a quote from John Roberts, the U.S. chief of chief justice argues that all these things that they're doing will do little decisively to end the domination of the West and the hegemony of the United States in particular. Quote, "...major players should go over to a gold or silver-backed non-fiat currency and displace the United States dollar as the world's reserve currency and preferred primary currency for international trade, and their international financial institutions have carry the same clout as the IMF World Bank BIS," Roberts says. (laughs) I don't know where they're getting that quote. It doesn't sound real. <laughs> and then they immediately go on to to quote a commentator only identifying himself as Matthew. So again, I don't know what this story is, but that is literally the only follow-up I could find in English about this meeting that took place. I did, of course, check the Shanghai Cooperation Organization English website, and they don't have any communique or any any sort of post up about this meeting. Um, if anyone speaks Chinese or uh, Russian or any of the other languages in which they might have more up-to-date information, please go check that out and see if you can find anything else and report back to headquarters. But anyway, the larger point here that these these countries are looking to trade in national currencies and settle in national currencies rather than going through the dollar is, of course, not surprising. In, if In fact, it's really just the continuation of a trend that we've been seeing for a number of years, and China has been making bilateral deals out the yin-yang if you'll forgive the expression, um, precisely around this, always settling in local currencies. So this is, again, just a natural extension of what's been going on for a long time. And I have said for a long time that uh, the process of, uh, yes, the U.S. dollar as world reserve currency, that system is coming to an end, but it can't just collapse overnight because there has to be something, something there that people can use um, that will be the, the backstop. And that something doesn't exist yet. But now that everything is on the table, and now that the entire world has changed forever and we're in the new normal, this is the time where we are going to see spectacular things happening. And I don't necessarily mean that in a positive sense, but spectacular, unthinkable things will be happening in the economic and in the monetary sense. And so I am going to be writing about this in more detail this weekend. I'm going to be writing about the the global reset it is happening right now and people have been using that term for years now in conjunction with a monetary reset in particular but and i think that does apply to that and this is this story is just one one sliver of a window of an example into that but it's part of a broader reset that's happening right now so yes i think the us dollar is as the world reserve hegemon is coming to an end but What exactly is being formed to replace it um, remains to be seen uh, in its details anyway. And we'll be here documenting that for you, I'm sure, week in and week out. But this is just, I think, the beginning of a trend. And let's tie all of this craziness into also the oil price drop that's happened recently and the oil wars that are going on right now with Saudi Arabia and Russia that in itself may be one more window into this story and the end of the petrodollar system, um, which some people have said basically has already happened or is in the process of happening. Crazy times, crazy times. But one thing can be taken for certain and that's that the, the post-World War II bread Woods system to the extent that we still operate on it in this petrodollar system, that is coming to an end. No doubt about it. It's only a question of how long it takes to get to the next system. Well, and like you kind of said, all, all options are on the table and you and I were
1: kind of joking before we started taping here, all the, people kind of seem like conspiracy theorists now. It's It, again, is that new kind of strange new normal and all the different grand chess boards and all the 5D levels of chess, again, lots of moves being made on multiple different levels. The Rwandan news site, that does sound like a bunch of rich, creamery butter. It would be, I mean, I, I would think wildly inappropriate for someone like John Roberts to speak on monetary issues of, of such a level. It would kind of seem someone like Mnuchin to be like, hey, that's, that's supposed to be my, my gig. So another area that we move to, again, just sort of under the shadow of, of the new normal Trump warns, heavy price if Iran attacks U.S. in Iraq. Donald Trump, the swamp thing, warned Iran on today, Wednesday, April Fool's, no fooling, as we tape this episode for you. He tweeted today against attacking U.S. troops or assets in Iraq, saying the Islamic Republic would pay a heavy price for such a move. Quote, upon information and belief, Iran or its proxies are planning a sneak attack on U.S. troops and or assets in Iraq. If this happens, Iran will pay a very heavy price indeed in quote, he said, of course, without providing more details. Trump's tweet came as The Wall Street Journal reported he is set to meet this Friday, April 3rd, with the heads of some of the largest u.s oil companies to discuss government measures to help the to help them, of course weather the unprecedented oil crash that you just mentioned, James. among those expected to attend are the CEOs and those are the ones that haven't resigned recently
0: of Exxon and Chevron that we know about, James. Yeah, interesting. Interesting how this article links those those two things because, you know, obviously. But yeah, this is, this is interesting. It, it beggars the imagination that the United States will be ramping up some sort of military action in the Middle East in the midst of all this craziness. Surely this is just political blather. Surely this is just meant as a political distraction, question mark hopefully, but maybe not. Again, everything is on the table. And perhaps now that everyone's locked up in their homes and you can't do nothing about it, perhaps this is the excuse for carte blanche for the neo-neocons that infest the uh, Trump administration to have their way. I don't know. I don't know which way this is trending, but obviously what is being set right now is the narrative that will be a, the, the essentially allow the U.S. government to act in whatever way it wants. And of course, preemptively against these Iranian militias in Iraq that keep attacking us so that the next time inevitably one of these rocket attacks happens again, no matter where it happens or how it happens or who ultimately um, is responsible for it, it will be the the narrative has been set the excuses there that will be the the uh, the essentially the green light from further military action. In Iraq that will spill over into Iran. It's it's a possibility. And uh, as, as ridiculous as that sounds in the midst of all this other craziness and all sorts of things being canceled and aircraft carriers being taken out of commission because of uh, uh, coronavirus and things like this, you wouldn't think that this would be possible to push. But then again, there's a lot of things you wouldn't think would be possible that are suddenly possible. So uh, definitely this is worth keeping our eyes on while everyone's running around screaming their heads off about the virus this is a good chance for the the neocons to start to push their agenda even harder and they've as i say this is the setting of the narrative so this the trap has been sprung a set and now again regardless of who does what or what whatever kind of incident they've got the excuse there to to go in guns blazing so it's a, it's a worrying development Well, and the Western war machine really does love to brag about sort of the full
1: spectrum dominance of, you know, whether or not they can knock over seven countries in five years and have all kinds of places occupied. They might want to take it on just as as some sort of diabolical challenge, I suppose. James if there's maybe some sort of connecting thread between all of these stories that we've talked about and are about to talk about here that in maybe in some ways it's again these sort of these meetings or these threats that we hear the beginnings of but then possibly because of coronavirus and other situations there's no update and we don't actually know our third and final segment here on New World next week episode 403 we do actually know that COP26 has been postponed. I got it originally from What's Up With That. And again, of course, everything we say on these episodes always down in your show notes. The COP26 UN Climate Change Conference, James, I had to look up what COP actually stands for, Conference of the Parties. The UN Climate Change Conference, set to take place in Glasgow in November, has been postponed due to COVID-19. Decisions been taken by the COP Bureau with the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change with the UK and its Italian partners. Dates for a rescheduled conference in 2021 hosted by Glasgow, in Glasgow rather, by the UK partnership with Italy, will be set out in due course following further discussion with parties. In light of the ongoing worldwide effects of COVID-19, holding an ambitious, inclusive COP26 in November 2020 is no longer possible, and that is coming from the horse's mouth. Now, James, I was actually on a—I don't do it a lot, but I was on a show last night, uh, Titus Frost, and it had Jason Burmes. it had Nathan from Lifting the Veil, Rachel Tobias, folks whose work I'm familiar with and, and or admire and had never actually sort of met before. And I didn't know this. One of the things Burmes, one of the numerous things he's been busting out recently in all of his tireless work— Bilderberg 2020 has apparently been canceled, of course, due to coronavirus. I can include a link as well to Wikispooks.com, who does, of course, note it was in in Switzerland last year. So that means it should have been in North America this year. But again, much like that SEO meeting, I couldn't confirm a lot of things have been postponed, at least publicly. So here's the interesting bits. Speaking of meetings with oil and gas giants and the climate control gang, these meetings, again, are all being postponed at at least publicly. Interesting thing down here in New Mexico and, of course, lots of other areas like it around North America, there's a lot of tribal lands which actually don't have to follow all those pesky guidelines. They are a great place for sneaky meetings that may have been postponed publicly at least and that might be going on in any number of places and it might not be the Bilderberg group coming to your town it might just be uh, you know some other horrible police state corruption regime who again is using the opportunity of the pandemic to move forward on whatever game plans they wanted to move forward on James i've got a couple
0: other interesting updates but i want to hear your thoughts on bilderberg Well, as I've pointed out in the last few years, uh, the the importance of the Bilderberg meeting as a physical meeting that is taking place amongst physical people in physical space is eh, at the very least outdated as a concept. And we do know that they do have teleconferencing abilities in the meeting room. We do have the footage that came out from, what was it, 2016 or whatever, of the meeting room with the teleconference uh, uh, thing set up right in the middle of the room. Of course, they can teleconference in whoever they want so that he's never on the member list or on the, you know, no one gets the photo of him going into the hotel, but he can be addressing it. So it literally, who knows, whoever even shows up at these meetings virtually. Well, at any rate, whether or not there is going to be a physical meeting that does sneakily take place on some reservation or not, it it seems irrelevant at this point. They can and do, I'm sure, conspire virtually at all and any times, any time they want. So I don't know if the importance of the Bilderberg meeting in that sense as a physical meeting space is, uh, is all that important anymore, at least for their purposes. Uh, the Conference of the Parties cancellation I find interesting. If... If only symbolically for what it represents, because I think, yeah, just as I pointed out a couple of weeks ago, coronavirus and climate change, I think this may be a much better way to bring in the exact same agenda as the old, you know, climate change thing that wasn't, it's been spinning its wheels, COP26. They've had 26 of these conference of the parties and they still can't get any sort of agreement or, you know, we need this global Green New Deal. Yeah, they can talk about it till they're blue in the face, but eh, it's never going to happen. And then coronavirus comes along. Let's lock down the entire world. Let's stop all economic activity. Let's start putting in checkpoints and uh, stopping cars from going on the streets and all of this. Hey... You got your global Green New Deal right away, and uh, you didn't have to push any of that climate change nonsense. So, again, I don't think this means they're never going to push this or they're going to completely drop it. But at any rate, it's not so important in the context of what's happening. If assuming that the whole point of this was to stop productive human activity, well, that's just been accomplished. So... Interesting. It's very interesting to see that uh, that cancellation. Perhaps this is a changing of the guard and uh, the climate change push, as we have known it, will be of less importance. It will be less pushed than the new virus push, which is going to be the new paradigm. Man, what a... I mean you kind of crystallized it there for me. What a
1: perfect kind of zeitgeisty of the now thing that even the Bilderberg meeting, of course, has to go to just using Zoom or, you know, some some, you know, public meeting software and they'll just do it at home like like the kids who are sitting at home doing, you know, Google Classroom at this point.
0: Yeah, and on and that note, that can I just interject? Yeah, I think it's very funny because as I've noted recently, I'm actually watching MSM News for the first time in a decade and a half. I find it funny. The MSM News is looking more and more like New World Next week it's more and more reporters just sitting there in their in their apartment or in their home reporting from you know it's like hey we 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 kind of pioneered that we, we're ahead of you guys <laughs> as always <laughs>
1: <laughs> well and that's uh, uh, the coronavirus fits the bill like the club around talked about even better than the bo- the, the boogeyman of of again there are a lot of environmental crises, but the ones they've been giving to people, of course, aren't the real ones. I keep waiting for Greta to talk about, you know, about China or GMOs, but nothing happens yet. James, uh, some other kind of interesting related notes to, of course, the all-encompassing new normal of everything—the coronavirus. I mean, it's 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 become. You know, most of my morning shows every morning because there's a world news angle, a technology angle, a health angle, some weird occult angle. And of course, all your news celebs angle each and every day. It's pretty much packed full. Had some interesting ones even just today to kind of. Maybe grab folks and and pull them over to the morning monarchy. Doctors hoarding unproven coronavirus meds. That would, of course, be the controversial chloroquine. They are apparently writing prescriptions for themselves and their families. Meanwhile, another interesting bit of of possible sort of forewarning, foreknowledge, for something. Tabletop drill of virus response aided South Korea when the real thing hit. And, of course, here it comes. Immunity passports for key workers could speed up UK's return to work. And finally, James, just want to include the old 2001 dark winter bioterror simulation videos. I uploaded them nearly a decade ago. They seem to be, as a lot of other folks are going to say, and it seems like all roads in a way lead to dark winter as far as the multiple scenarios kind of rolling out. Having said all that, James, again, I do broadcast essentially eight hours a day. I've got a new news show every morning. I do a new music show every afternoon. And I basically run it, and I've mentioned it before, in something called Discord. It's basically a gamer's platform. And in this strange new world, you're able to use lots of different platforms for maybe not the thing it was intended for. So I actually do a chat stream within Discord, and I'd like to just actually invite folks to come check it out. I'm going to put the link in the show notes that essentially gives them sort of a a free guest pass, as it were. It's discord.io
0: slash MediaMonarchyJames, and it's all my news, music, memes, and more, as I like to say. Let me make a note, I mentioned Dark Winter recently on the podcast, and I think in passing I said it was an anthrax uh, simulation. It was not. It was smallpox that they were simulating out, so I want to make that correction, but uh, I was still highly relevant to the anthrax attacks that then took place a few months later that they blamed on Iraq, exactly as they blamed anthrax on Iraq. Anyway, um, but on that note, I I also did find out some interesting nuggets that directly (laughs) can connect Dark Winter into Event 201, so I should flesh that out in more detail in in the future, so stay tuned for that. Uh, I also want to make the note that obviously we, as you say, every story relates somehow to this main story, this new paradigm that's, that's taking shape, so, um, and I can attest to that because I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of articles that I'm trying to review every single day, and I'm getting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of emails every single day with tips and videos and links. It's great, but I i uh, I wish I had a thousand clones unfortunately I do not I can't do this myself James can't do this can't can't do this himself <laughs> I can't even speak properly myself so we do rely on you guys out there to help Process and collate and discuss this data. I know your uh, Media Monarchy community uh, d- discusses this in the chat, and you have um, different forums set up for people to communicate different things. I have the Corporate Report comment section where people are passing information. Please keep that up and uh, please keep this information circulating amongst yourselves because we can only do so much, and we need you guys out there to participate in that. So, thank you all for doing that and for sharing stories and for sharing this information. On that note, we're going to be back doing it again next week. James, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks so much, buddy. Take care.